Welcome to the Just Off Glen podcast with your host, Christy Alexander, where we talk to the movers, shakers, and change makers. Just Off Glen. All right. Thank you for joining us, listeners. We are back with another episode of Just Off Glen. And for those of you who are saying, I cannot believe she's doing this. Well, I can't believe I'm doing this either. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Christy Alexander, and I'm excited to shine a light on all of the people who are making the Glens Falls region a great place to live, work, and play. And this morning, I'm sitting down with Mayor Hall. Thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you for inviting me. It is such a pleasure to have you here, and I've got some great topics of conversation for us to discuss. I really want to get to know a little bit about you and some of the work that you've been doing to make Glens Falls an attractive place to be. So um, what I really want to know, first off the bat, if you could own any single car or vehicle, truck, SUV, what would it be? And where in Glens Falls would you drive that? So if there was any vehicle, well, right now my mind is uh, thinking about my needs for working on my house. So it would probably be a truck um, because I haven't had a truck. I have had vans all the time for my prior job. I was always running around delivering things. So uh, I've always had a van, you know, and again with the family and so on. So people go, you should have a, a, you know, kind of a more sportier car. You're driving around (laughs) in a van. What's the matter with you? (laughs) So, um, but I probably would head towards a truck, probably a GMC or Chevy, something like that. Nice. And Sunday drive. Take us on a Sunday drive in Glens Falls and you're... So I, I actually, uh, I drive around in my truck, uh, you know, I check, it's just because of my job and my, my habits. I, I ride around and check all the parks on the weekends just to make nice. sure things are going proper. And we, you know, we've had some situations over the years with vandalism and stuff, but I think we've uh, nipped that in the bud pretty good. We put some um, people that are uh, overseeing the parks and, you know, last year down at Havilland's Cove because of COVID, we actually uh, limited it just to Warren County residents and we had uh, security down there and you know, we had limitations. So, um, you know, I would dr- I drive around there. Once I decide, you know, to uh, get out of the city, I usually go, uh, you know, to Washington County, up towards Vermont, things like that. And that's a beautiful drive. Yeah. Well, my my, my upbringing, you know, my father was uh, originally from, uh, you know, from Canada, but he ended up in uh, upper Vermont and also in Washington County. So I was in the back of my twin brother and I always got plopped in the back of a, of a convertible because he always had a convertible Ooh, and fun. drove all around, you know, Vermont, Washington County and everything. So, you know, I, I, it brings back memories. Oh, that's fantastic. So take us back to 2017 and there's an opportunity for a new mayor and you decide to throw your hat in the ring. Yeah, so I had, as you are aware of, I'd been on the city council. That was my ninth year in 2017. I had been uh, the councilman at large, and 
since 2008, November of 2008. And the, the uh, mayor at the time, Jack Diamond, had said, if I get elected, or he was running for office, if I get elected, will you be the councilman at large? And I really didn't have a big desire to do that because um, I had my own little business running. Um, it was a family business. So uh, I actually was thinking maybe I don't want to do this. So I went on vacation uh, on a cruise, and I read a book called, um, it was by Jonathan Rose, and it was called The Well-Tempered City. And it talked about how in, you know, 50 years, 80% of the people are going to be living in cities and what has to happen in cities um, to be ready for that and all mm -hmm. the changes. And it was a historical book, too. It talked about, you know, way back in the early, early stages of uh, civilization and how they built the cities and so on. So it kind of got me intrigued, and I started, you know, I read the whole book, and then I passed it out to all the city council. I gave them all a copy, and we read about it and uh, realized what, what might be coming down the road. And obviously, we're seeing it today, uh, what's happened. So anyway, that after I got done with that book, um, I came back and I called uh, actually the person that Lynn Bosher, who was the uh, chairman for the Democratic Party, because I'm a Democrat, and uh, I said, you know, I decided you know, I want to run for mayor because I had called her just before I left and said I don't think I want to run for mayor. <laughs> so, so she was like, well, have you made up your mind? Which way are you going here? So I said, no, I'm I, I'm going to do it. And of course, I had a, a great relationship with Jack Diamond. Uh, and he, you know, said, you, you're ready, you know, you're ready to do it. You just, uh, you know, I got you in pretty good financial situation and he had. And uh, so I looked at it, you know, and I saw I knew the council. Uh, pretty much everybody was coming back that had been there except for one seat was open. And I knew that I could work with those people. So that was why I said, you know what, let's do it. I'm, uh, you know, I'll be. I'll be 71 this summer. So I, that was one of the reasons I was thinking maybe I don't want to do it. Mm. And uh, so I, I got my team together, you know, and, and talked to the people on the council. They, they were very supportive. And I said, let's do it. So that's kind of what happened. That's awesome. Yeah. That's amazing that um, you had the insight to read that book and to say this is what's coming here and to recommend that the rest of the council members read it as well. And it's really exciting to see that, yes, it is in fact here. Yeah, so I, and I'll tell you where I got the book. I went to the Army-Navy football game, and I was walking around because I, I don't drink, and everybody else was in a bar. So I went into a bookstore, and I was looking for books, and I f just happened to find that book, and I read it. So I, I think it was a Divine Intervention or something, yeah. you know. I don't sure. But Sounds that, like that it. A, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, so... To no one's surprise, the COVID pandemic of 2020 has brought its share of challenges, and uh, we're no exception, the city of Glens Falls. Um, what I'd like to know, though, is what are, what are some of the silver linings for the city of Glens Falls as a result of the pandemic? What, what have you seen happen that you can share with us that uh, we can really get excited about? Well, you know, um, as far as getting excited about, I'm not quite sure, but I can just tell you that some of the changes, obviously we've realized that more people can work at home. They want to work at home. That can be good and bad. Um, you know, I'm talking to someone today that, you know, has uh, office space for rent and they're, you know, it's really, really diminished. Uh, so that's hurting it financially. 
But as far as us, and we realize now that uh, we have to take precautions. I think, you know, if there is a silver lining, it's about being more aware because uh, a lot of times we had some bad habits uh, and now yeah. we've had to change and we're, yeah. you know, uh, a little more accountable to, you know, like exact, for example, the people that come into City Hall, you know, we have to, you know, just like with yourselves here, you have to sign in and so on. So, so we could do the contract tracing. So I think that um, we've also realized that maybe we uh, can do more with less, I guess is the way to yeah. put it. Yeah. yeah. So, so uh, you know, it's, it has been eye-opening. There's no question about it. And uh, the uh, the state, I think, it, you know, it's been crazy. You know, every day there's things are changing. And, and I don't, uh, you know, I don't envy anybody that has to make decisions at a higher level. Right. You know, because of because of this. This is unprecedented. And um, so I think some good will come out of it after we can open it all back up and uh, we'll be more aware of, of our surroundings. And uh, I, I, you know... I just wish it hadn't happened, but it right. did. So, you know. <laughs> right. Well, you know, I have to say from my perspective, it's definitely one of those things that I would not have wished on anybody and I wouldn't have asked for this to happen. But, you know, in, in my daughter and I practice this, finding the silver linings and what good has come out of this and really trying to live our lives in um, in the positive and what can we be grateful for and I, I have to say that I have seen kind of a circle the wagons let's support each other let's protect our people from the city of Glens Falls um, the business improvement district group and the Glens Falls collaborative and the Warren County Economic Development Corporation I've as a business owner in this region I've seen all of these groups come together and say what do you need? How can we help you? You, There are a number of um, grants and deferred loans and forgivable loans available through the city that, um, you know, I've seen highlighted over the last couple of weeks. No, you're 100% right. So um, the the city, um, again, when Ed Bartomi, and again, I, I want to touch base on Ed Bartomi a little Absolutely. bit. Absolutely. So he... Uh, you know, he had been uh, economic development director for a while, and of course, he went to Warren County Economic Development. So he was, you know, a confidant that I was able to bounce things off of. I, I counted on him in many ways for, mm -hmm. uh, you know, some guidance. And when this first happened back in March, you know, Ed was there, and we were talked. And Ed has uh, such great contacts. He was talking to the gentleman that is in charge for the uh, Albany region who was supposed to be economic development director, and they gave him another hat. Guess what? Now you're in charge of the COVID uh, situation in in the Albany region. So Mikey Voli went from being economic development to COVID. So he he was he was very busy, and Ed had an open line to him and was always talking. So I think we were we kind of knew what was coming because of uh, you know as far as guidance and so on because Ed, okay. Ed had that um, that open line to him, and. Uh, so then all of a sudden, you know, in, in July, we lose Ed. So um, that put us uh, behind. There's no question about it, as you're aware. And I'm sure we'll talk about yeah. the DRI and so on. But there's a lot of things that Ed had going that all of a sudden we were like, well, 
what do we do? We don't have Ed, you know? And so, and then his, his contacts were so busy that we, uh, we were able to contact them, you know, frequently. Mm -hmm. So we were kind of swimming upstream a little bit, but I think what it did, um, is it made us, uh, realize that, as you say, we had to support each other. Um, we did get some guidance on being able to help the community with loans or what's called a, um, a community development block grant. Um, we're an entitlement community. So we did get some funding from what's called the CARES Act. So we were able to give small loans to businesses. And um, we were also with the DRI, we've also got some monies that we can help with nonprofits and so on. So there is a lot of things that the city can do and try to help. And, and uh, I, that's one of the things I think that makes Glens Falls unique is that, uh, you know, people do help each other. You know, when you, yeah. when you, I had someone say to me the other day, um, they actually kind of broke down when I was talking to them about, I said, how are you doing on food? Do you guys have enough? And it was one of the um, agencies locally here. And mm -hmm. they were, they said, you know, and they started listing off all the people that were helping them. And the, the woman, you know, basically said, I, I'm just so grateful that I live here because, you know, it, the community is so giving. And uh, if you need something, you know, reach out and there's somebody there to help you. So that's fair. I love that story. It one of the things that uh, we're always trying to communicate to the members here at Work Smart and and um, to to the onlookers is that you know n nobody is doing what they're doing in a vacuum. That there is community here, and that sense of community can be felt. And you know. You mentioned Ed, and it's not the last time I'm sure that he's going to come up in our conversation. So I would love for you to talk about Ed Bartholomew and shares his loss sent shockwaves through this entire community. Well, my, one of my favorite stories with Ed is we hired Ed, um, Jack Diamond. We had gone through a couple of economic development directors, and we knew that Ed was kind of probably getting tired of driving to Albany and sitting down in Albany in the Senate every day. So he had reached out to someone, and I'm not quite sure exactly how it happened. So um, we were fortunate enough to hire Ed, and I think it was 2010. And so Ed um, had... Uh, come to one of our uh, one of our interviews with him and we were talking and he uh, he said to us and, and, and I'm not, I think you're aware of this but at the time Jimmer Fredette was a star basketball yes, player at, yeah. at BYU and this was his junior year and Ed comes in and and I'm a basketball guy and I've been involved with the state tournament for years and Ed says uh, to Jack Diamond and myself he goes well are you going to invite uh, Jimmer Fredette to play at the Civic Center and I'm thinking, yeah, like, right, yeah, like he's going to, BYU's going to come play at our, you know, 5,000-seat arena, you know. And I, I kind of thought it wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't possible. But, uh -huh. then, you know, and as I look back at it today, that's how Ed's thinking was. Uh -huh. Ed was always looking for something big, and, you know, and you got to try it. So what we did was we wrote a letter to BYU. You know, I, I'll, I'll back up and say, after he left the office, I said to Jack Diamond, I said, Jack, we got to write a letter to BYU. We got to contact them. <laughs> and I said, if we don't, we're not going to look uh, very smart. So, right. <laughs> so, so we did it. And, uh, you know, the, to make a long story short, we had, uh, you know, BYU – contacted us back and said find us somebody to play and because of our basketball relationship uh, Doug Kennan and Dave Casey's fraternity brother was the athletic director at the uh, University of Vermont University of Vermont made an agreement with BYU and we had you know the biggest basketball game um, for that we'd had at the Civic Center at the time yeah. so it was uh, 
that was how Ed thought, you know, he didn't, nothing was too small. Right. And then, you know, he came in and he started, you know, applying for grants and, and different ideas. And, um, we, we, we really came a long way. And so, excuse me, <coughs> Warren County Economic Development had a different director at the time and that person left. And so Warren County Economic Development, you know, realized, they said, you know what, city of Glens Falls has got the best player. You know, we, we should try to see if we can work with them. So again, because we're a community development block grant company, that's a big portion of what we do. Um, and the, we were concerned about that, but they said, well, Ed can still do that for you and he can still do your economic development, but we need him at the county level. So we said, okay. And so Ed went to work and I think it was 2013 for Warren County Economic Development and we still had him doing things for Glens Falls. Mm -hmm. And obviously one of the big things that he did was to put together once the governor announced the, uh, the economic development incentives for the downtown revitalization mm -hmm. initiative, um, Ed Put a proposal together and what he did along with judy calagero went down to the state and he took some of the old studies and people always complain about studies but he took these studies and and, and put them all in one package and went down and sold glens falls as this is going to be you know ever changing for glens falls mm -hmm. and he was able to sell that to the state and we were the first one of the first communities to get a diri grant and that was because of his you know his initiative and you know his believing in Glens Falls and as right. you know he was the mayor you know 40 yeah. years ago when he was 28 years old right. and was the youngest mayor in the United States at the time so he's always had a great love for Glens Falls and he was uh, great for Jack Diamond he was great for myself because we knew if we didn't have the answer to things or we needed to know the history about something that he would have it so um, it's been quite a void since he's been gone. Right. Um, and again, we're still treading water. We've got a work group together where we have uh, Pat Tattish, who's a planner for Warren County part-time, who used to be the full-time. Um, she's on a committee along with Judy Calagero, the former commissioner of housing for New York State, Jim Thatcher from CT Mail, mm -hmm. uh, Jane Reed, who's a uh, council person and a real estate attorney, myself and our, uh, along with uh, Suzanne Kasich, our controller. And we're been every week we meet and try to piece everything together so we can stay compliant with the state and, and keep up to speed on what's going on and get this DRI, you know, done. And I would say a lot of it's going to be done in the honor of Ed because a yes. lot of it was his ideas and we're just trying to finish it up. That's fantastic. He, he was what a, a mentor, a champion for this region. And uh, I have no doubt that the people that have stepped up, yes, those are big shoes to fill. Yeah. And uh, we don't want to try to fill them. He's left a legacy. And I think from here on out, you know, we're going to make him proud. Yeah, you absolutely. You guys are doing some great work. So Absolutely. You mentioned the basketball, the tournament, having Jimmer here play in the Civic Center. Let's talk about basketball because um, you've championed that effort in this region, and I'd love for you to give our listeners um, an idea about the role that basketball plays in, you know, at the Civic Center here, and and what it means to the Glens Falls region. And um, you know, certainly we didn't have a lot go on this year because of COVID, but. Um, I'm a believer that that we are going to get back to um, greater things. So talk a little bit about the the tournament and the role that basketball plays. Well, uh, you know, you hit the 
you hit me in a good spot there because that's one of my biggest passions is basketball. And I have, <laughs> you know, I, I was a player and my kids played and I have uh, been involved with the state tournament since, I believe, 1991. I, I moved back here in 1985. Uh, I had grown up here, but I moved out to Colorado. I was out there for 10 years. And when I came back in 1985, um, I saw that, wow, we got a state basketball tournament here. And uh, it took me a few years, but I uh, became friends with the director, Doug Kenyon, and I got involved in 1991 or somewhere around there. And I also got involved with an effort to do what's called the New York State Basketball Hall of Fame. And if you go down into the arena, you'll see that we have plaques on the wall honoring uh, coaches and some players. But um, I was putting an effort together to try to get a physical building uh, in Glens Falls, and it kind of never really happened. Uh, so the Coaches Association took it, took it over. But Glens Falls has uh, quite a history on basketball, and we were one of the first uh, uh, prep school tournaments in the United States. And back in 1918, um, they started a tournament, and they played at what is now the KSC, and also it was down at uh, Armory. Uh, down the street, and they brought okay. it was called the Eastern States Tournament, and okay. they brought and Glens Falls and St. Mary's Academy were both in the first tournament, and uh, so that went on for a number of years, and then um, the uh, state uh, said that I think it was 1956. They said you can't have teams compete from out of state, so it went away, and so. It took quite some time for the state to realize they needed a championship for all of New York State. Yes. And then they went to Rochester, I believe it was 1976. They did it for two years. Our director, uh, uh, athletic director at Glens Falls, was very instrumental in the uh, Public High School Athletic Association. And he said, you know, we have a brand new arena down at the base of our hill here, Glens Falls. You know, what? let's bring this uh uh, to Glens Falls. So he was able to lobby for it. I believe Ed Bartholomew was involved with that at the time. Uh, Ned Harkness, who was uh, in charge of the Civic Center, also uh, was involved, and they were able to bring the basketball tournament for the boys' side. And the girls' side, actually, when it first started, was up at the Queensbury High School. Um, so that's just been a fantastic thing in March. And as you know from being around here, March is usually kind of a shoulder season. Right. Um, you never know what's going to happen. And there, you know, it wasn't a very busy in the restaurants or anything. But once that tournament happened, it became one of the biggest events in Glens Falls, in the Glens Falls area. Yeah. And uh, so we just, you know, we love it. We love the uh, idea of the small schools coming here and bringing the whole town. And it's just a great yeah. atmosphere that happens in, in March. And so we, of course, we had it for 36 years. And then uh, they went to a bid process where uh, Binghamton won the bid. So wouldn't you know it, you know, Binghamton has a tournament and we end up going down and winning the state tournament <laughs> as a high school down in Binghamton. So that was kind of, that was, uh, you know, and that was the biggest crowds they ever had in the Binghamton arenas because Glens Falls was at playing a team called Lowville and uh, it was a great, great atmosphere. I was just hoping that it, we could have had it in Glens Falls, but because we won the tournament the next weekend, we had you know, we had sellout crowds, and if you remember all the lines going around the downtown area, people trying to get tickets. So yes. it's just a great thing to have here in Glens Falls. And just, you know, we, people talk about the Bloom Festival and other things, but yeah. the basketball tournament is, is one in the March. And again, go back to that shoulder season, and it's it's a great thing to have us and get us jump-started for the spring. It is, and it's such a lively atmosphere to see the kids kind of, 
crawling all over town. Like just there's basketball kids everywhere. You go to the Y, those kids are warming up in the gymnasium. You come downtown for breakfast and those kids are sitting around having a good time and enjoying their breakfast and warming up at the Civic Center and just hanging out and and uh, exploring our region. And it's just so fantastic to have them here. So, yeah, you bring up a great point. We talk about collaboration and so on. So when the uh, we got to tournament, they put a plan together. And um, what was really cool was that the when the teams come, they have to practice. And so the area schools in Putlamay, because you knew all these guys are the old timers, they're all buddies, even though yeah. they went against each other as coaches, they were still friends. And, yeah. and they and they used everybody's gyms, you know, Hudson Falls, Queensbury, South Coast Falls, you know. Um, so that was a that was a great thing to, you know, and then if you go down to the Civic Center, you'll see that the ADs and the coaches from the other schools locally, they're they're the volunteers on the floor. So yeah. we've had a great, great group of volunteers and one of the unique aspects that we had I think which was uh, a selling point is we had uh, adopt a team so what would happen was be these say a team from New York City had never been up to Glens Falls and never been out of New York City they would come and they would go to like say Hudson Falls or Luzerne or you know Warrensburg and they would go to that school that day and they would practice in that gym and they would meet the kids from that school and, oh, and then that. and then the other part of it was a lot of them didn't bring cheerleaders so they would get the cheerleaders from that school and they would come and they would root for oh, that school from from out of town so yeah it was just a really good family kind of feeling a supportive feeling for um you know guns falls is a great community and you know if you guys can't bring your cheerleaders we'll we'll supply some for yeah, you yeah right so it was a pretty cool thing right and it gives that those groups of kids in those school districts uh, a chance to be involved exactly. that's amazing yeah i love that that is fantastic so can is that something we can look forward to will we is there a possibility that that we'll see that happen here Again? Well, I'm sure that it's on the table. If somebody needs that, I'm, I know that they would do that. There's no question about it. So to be honest with you, I'm kind of backed off of that. The, the tournament committee's kind of changed and so on. And we used to have to go and do presentations to uh, public high school, and we don't we do that now online. And uh, it's everything's kind of changed there. Sure. Uh, but Chip Corlew from Glens Falls is the uh, athletic director, and he's the chairman of the committee. He keeps me involved and keeps me aware of what's going on. But things have kind of changed from, you know, 30 years ago. Sure, sure. Well, I say to the powers that be, if they're listening, (laughs) we invite you here and we embrace the opportunity with with open arms. And one other thing that made us unique, and it's kind of gone by the wayside, too, is that we used to... um, you have uh, a system that you do. You run your sectionals, and then you win your uh, regionals. Um, and then you, the last game, uh, we would go to that last game, so whether it be in Plattsburgh or it would be in New York City or in Buffalo. We would have a representative from Glens Falls with packets of information. After the game, go up and introduce ourselves to the coach and to the athletic director, give them packets of information about Glens Falls and welcome them to, you know, we can't wait to see you next weekend in Glens right. Falls. So that, to me, was really pretty cool. Yeah, that's yeah. fantastic. I love that. So... Your love of skiing, did you bring that back from Colorado with you? Because we literally have a number of ski mountains 
outside our doors. Yeah, this is a kind of a, a, a bad thing is that, you know, when I came back from Colorado, I've only skied like four or five times back here. And oh. it's mainly because of my, uh, I got so busy with other things. Yeah. And my, and my two children, uh, you know, and again, basketball, you know, basketball's going on during ski season. So okay. um, I, I want to pick it back up. Um, what a great year this has been. I, you know, I drive to work and I look and go, you know, what a great powder day this would be or, you know, the sun's out. I'm a fair weather skier. And so I would yeah. be, what a great day to go skiing, but right. I haven't been able to. So, but I still love it. And w so where have you gone when you have gone the handful well, of times? Uh, just West Mountain and Gore. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But Both I, I've, right outside our doors. Yeah. And I, you know, and I was thinking the other day that over my years when I lived out there, what the places that I'd skied, you know, and I skied in Aspen and Vail and I skied in Winter Park and I've skied in Utah. And my wife and I went to watch Jim Fredette play in Utah. Um, we went to Provo oh, and we went fun. on a ski trip. We went to uh, Park City and we went to Sundance. So that, that was a number of years ago. But, uh, we're going to try to pick it back up here and try to do it again in our older age here. There's plenty of time for that. Yes. I love that you went to Utah to support Jimmer, to support one of our own. That's commitment. So, yeah, so I could, if you don't mind, I'll talk about that trip a little bit. Sure. So, so my um, my business at the time was a business called Hallware, which is yep. you know promotional products and also you know um, apparel. And they always have a show in Las Vegas in January. So we put this trip together, and a good friend of my wife's, who she went to high school with, and, and myself, his name was David Strader. And David Strader was the announcer for yes. Adirondack. Then he went on to become a national announcer and worked in uh, you know many cities and uh, down in uh, uh, Florida and even Arizona, also Detroit. So we put this trip together, and uh, it was one of my best trips I've ever had. So I knew that I was going to have to go to Las Vegas to this um, – trade show so look on the calendar jimmer's playing um a weekend in provo so we said okay we'll go there on on friday we'll go skiing and then saturday jimmer's got a game we'll, we'll go and watch that game and then on sunday we'll go skiing and then monday we'll fly to uh to Vegas because Jimmer's playing in Vegas on Tuesday against UNLV. So we got to yes. see see him twice. We got to go skiing twice. And then the, the um, trade show was in uh, Las Vegas, but we still had some time. So we flew down to uh, Phoenix and stayed with Dave Strader and his wife. And we went to two NHL hockey games, you know, and had good seats because David got us good seats. So nice. um, that was all within a week, and it was just a great trip because, wow. yeah, it was fantastic. What an experience. That's amazing. So uh, switching gears a little bit, uh, we'll go from one season to the next. Yeah. I have, I think I was out for a walk one day, and I saw you um, in the community garden over on Ridge. <laughs> yeah. I don't know much about the community garden, and I and I only happened to realize that that's what it was because I drove by one day and there were huge sunflowers. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about that initiative and your involvement sure. in that and, and how that all works. So again, that's another piece I think that, that makes Glens Falls unique is that um, there was a, a woman, there is a woman named Enid Mastriani, and Enid is uh, very much into community gardens and into the communities and um, so she had got, saw this property uh, in May Street parking lot behind or 
May Street Park, right behind the firehouse, and she asked it to the city if they could have a little bit of that area to do um, some community gardens. So they had, I don't know, six or eight there. So she's working in the garden. She's looking across the street at this open field, and so she said, well, wow, I'm going to find out who owns that. And Rite Aid owned it. And so she went to the um, manager of Rite Aid and said, I'd love to be able to put a community garden in here. Is that a possibility? You know, and they were very receptive. Uh-huh. Um, she called, called myself and asked me if I could somehow figure out how to get some water there. So we got our water department to put a water line in for a spigot to be able to water. And uh, that was, I think, 11 years ago is when it started. So with that, um, we started looking at, um, other people started looking at where else could we put community gardens. So we have, that's a garden that is not really uh, governed by the city at all, but we do have um, community gardens in our parks. We have one in Eastfield. We okay. have a, we have someone who is a um, uh, master gardener that overlooks that. We also have a one in um, the Sagamore Street playground, and then um, there was always one that was hidden. Nobody knew about where the new apartments are on Broad Street. Broad Street, uh-huh. right by Hill Electric. In the back there, there was a huge community garden. Oh, but wow. now it was gone because of, you know, the new construction. The construction so we yeah. moved that garden down to on Mohegan Street. And then there was a garden that was uh, started years ago, and we got to bring it back, and that's at the uh, um, uh, apartments over on um, Broad Street where um, uh, got a village green. Area. Okay. Yeah. So that, there's one there. It's been kind of dormant. So we're trying to get that up again. So really, we will have f- five community gardens in the city, and and that goes right along the lines of you know people were living in a downtown area. You know, you could still get a plot and right. grow your own garden. And I right. do know um, three or four people that do live in the apartments that have plots in the gardens. That I had no idea <laughs> that 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 all of that was going on. It makes sense because I can barely keep my plants here alive. (laughs) But um, wow, what a fantastic way not only to use and and, um, appreciate a resource that we have around us, but also to build community amongst the people and in the the uh, the neighbors in the Glens Falls region. Yeah, it, it's it really. Uh, I've met some great people in my community garden, you know, and and everybody's really friendly. And you know, and yeah. last year some new people came in and they took some plots that weren't being used and they grew uh, produce and they gave it away to uh, you know the food pantries and so on. So you know, it's it's all good and that goes back to Glens Falls helping each other. So, yeah, you know, it's a good thing. There's such a generosity. With amongst the community here, it's Absolutely. amazing. It's a, I hear it time and time again and experience it. Just quickly, if um, our listeners want to be involved in any aspect of the community gardening, where should they call? Who should they get in touch with? Well, um, they could call my office if they'd like, and I can either if they want to be in the community garden by Rite Aid, I I think uh, I would get them a contact, and then the other two or three. Um, I will have contacts for them. So call my office, you know, 7613805, and uh, we'll make sure we can hook you up. Thank you. I will link to that in our show notes as well so yeah. our listeners have that as a resource. So let's talk about the future. You've chosen not to run for mayor for another term. Um, let's talk about... You know, what What do you feel is your greatest achievement? 
Well, I, I think as to uh, my greatest achievement is just to keep the momentum going. That was been happening over the years here in Glens Falls. That's a big deal. Yeah, and, uh, you know, uh, I I often talk about Mayor Diamond, but when Mayor Diamond took over in 2008, um, you know what was going on in the country with the recession, and, you know, it was not a good situation, and he was able to take the city and and make the city uh, stable. Um, We had been uh, contacted by the uh, controller's office for New York State, and they said, you know, you guys, you know, you got to get your act together financially here because um, you're going to have some problems if you don't. So he made some drastic changes and we went from, you know, a very small fund balance to a good size fund balance, which has come in handy this year. Yeah, I'll you know, bet. people always yeah. say, "Well, you got too much money." You know, no, we we didn't. Yeah, those rainy <laughs> you know, days. Exactly. You can't so predict them. and you know, and uh, we've been lucky this year with the revenue side of it. It's not as bad as we thought it was going to be. Our sales tax is pretty much, you know, stayed the same as it was last year. So this next year, 2021, we'll we'll wait and see what happens. But um, I think, and again, I think it's just to to keep things going and. Uh, to make sure that uh, we keep the DRI function going, um, you know that, you know that could, uh, you know, really make a, be a big game changer down in the South Street area. So, right. um, you know, it's, I I don't take much credit for this stuff because you know a lot of it was in place when I took over. Sure. If there was anything that I I could take a little bit of credit for, I guess would be uh, the sustainability side of it because our Common Council has really. Uh, jumped on that and talked about, you know, um, being able to have a committee that can make some changes, uh, you know, climb a smart community. We are now that. Jeff Flagg, who we just hired as our um, economic development guy, he's been our consultant for that. Um, we needed somebody to be the point guy on a lot of these projects that Ed had going. So we have that working group, but we also have him, and we've got him working with Jim Siplon on a lot of stuff. So, um, you know, the thing with the switch over to LED streetlights will end up after a period of time saving the city some money yeah a Uh, lot of money you know when we got the electric charging stations going um, because that's coming you know electric vehicles is where where it's headed Um, right I saw we put those at um, the the Glens Falls Y there are some in in the parking lot near there where else are they well there's some in the Elm Street parking lot okay there's some down at Haviland's Cove there's uh, there's um some I think there's one at Eastfield. There's 11 different ones out in Great. our community, um, and I think if you go on our website, it'll show you where they are. Great. So, so that that's been a good thing. And one of the mm-hmm. other things that we're we're going to implement this year is we are going to uh, have a tree inventory because trees, Glen Swales is a beautiful city with trees. Yes. But they but one of the problems I believe is that they planted all the trees at once and they've all matured at once and they can cause problems. And we've we've cut a lot of them down and we right. have to replant. So we we've, we've hired a company and in May they will be coming and doing a tree inventory for the city and then they will also give us a tree uh, plan management plan. So that. Uh, That'll be key in our common yes. council, and I give a lot of credit to our common council because those are that was an initiative that they really wanted to see happen. Um, so that's coming down the road, and we'll see that. The uh, uh, other part is that um, we had to take a look. You know, we keep pushing things down away. You know, uh, topics that we really need to look at, and one of them is the uh, city hall roof. You know, we we have to upgrade our city hall. It's over 100 years old. Um, there hasn't been anything really done to it in a while, so we're right. actually going through it right now and doing some a study and doing some 
uh, analyzing some of the things that are in there and be able to come to the public here sometime in the near future with how we got to upgrade City Hall. And uh, it's just things that you have to do in a community. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Absolutely. It's 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 an historic structure, but it's also an important structure because it, it serves a purpose. Yeah, absolutely. The The other thing is, uh, you know, and again, I, I won't take credit for this, but, uh, you know, during this administration is we've had some people come forward, like for the, uh, the Crandall Park Beautification Committee mm -hmm. and what they've done at uh, Crandall Park is, is pretty amazing. And I have to give a lot of credit to the committee who's led by Elizabeth uh, Little Hogan, and she's done a, a great job, you know, with the, redoing the uh, – the basketball courts and also the tennis and pickleball, which is now, you know, a hot topic all over the country. Yes, and, it is. And we've got some great courts now, and we're going to, we should put in the disc golf course, uh, which we'll have a tournament coming up here, I believe, in June. And, uh, you know, a splash pad. And this year, when you look at what's happened with, uh, you know, the ice skating and the sledding hill, it's been, you know, because of COVID, there's been a lot of use in the parks. Right. And, and we're hoping to be able to do some more upgrades. And I know a gentleman had made some plans to, for the Murray Street Playground. We also got some plans to upgrade, you know, Haviland's Cove and also Eastfield. So those, you know, have really... Uh, come to the forefront this year with the COVID is that the parks are important and we've yes. always we've always maintained them but we now realize that you know they're probably more important than we sometimes think yeah they absolutely um impact the quality of life in this region I know having raised children here um in the city of Glens Falls we had a house that did not have a large backyard but yep. we were very close to Crandall Park yep. so we consider that to be the asset to living where we did in that neighborhood and um it couldn't have been more timely I I've seen a lot of initiatives with the lanterns and grooming the ice um, so that people can ice skate. And yeah. um, we expect with um, this immunization pattern to continue and to improve and the COVID restrictions to be lifted so that we can get out there and make great use of that, that resource and everyone's hard work. Yeah, I can't wait for the, you know, for the summer and hopefully everybody's got their vaccination and then we can open up and, and go back to having the summers that we've had in the past. And, you know, the, the thing that is so unique in Glens Falls is the outdoor restaurants that we have and, you know, the events that we have. And that yes. just makes our city, you know, stand out, I think. I, I agree. I agree. So words to the future mayor. If you could sit down and have a conversation over coffee, what would you tell them? I would tell them to be patient. Um, because, you know, it, it takes time to get things done. It's a long game, isn't it's, it? <laughs> it's a long game. That's a good way to put it. It really is. And uh, sometimes I get impatient, um, but I realize that, you know, in dealing with the DRI has taught me a lot. Um, working with the state, you know, it's like I think, well, how come we can't just get this done? And they said, well, you got to follow these procedures. You got to do this. You got to do that. And uh, so I would tell them to be patient. That's the main thing. And to realize that it's quite an honor to be the mayor of the city of Glens Falls. I'll tell you a quick story. I think this is pretty funny. Um, Ed Bartholomew always would have me go to the uh, um, Thanksgiving Day um food uh at the church they would uh, oh the hometown thanksgiving. hometown thanksgiving i would either deliver or else he would always make me speak oh. <laughs> and uh either it would be the christmas breakfast that they did or the hometown thanksgiving so i went um i think it was at christmas and uh you know 
as you as you can see right now walking around and the other day when it snowed and we have all the lights that the bid was able to help us with and they purchased yeah. them and then they're up and then you look and it's just gorgeous so it was uh at a christmas breakfast and i was uh walking in and i ran into betty little who of course was a senator, senator yeah. and so she goes you know glens falls is so good right now it's so great you know i was downtown and i looked at the lights and you know what you know what my dream job would be i said no what's that center she goes i'd love to be the mayor of glens falls <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I said, I said, really? You know, it's her hometown, and she has a passion for Glens Falls. So that cracked me up. I just thought that was funny. That's hilarious. I love that. That is fantastic. Mayor, I I really appreciate having this chance to sit down and have this conversation with you. Your your level of humility is impressive, and uh, I I appreciate that you understand that it takes a community to run the city of Glens Falls and uh but uh, your leadership is um you know it's it's important keeping that momentum has not been easy especially this past year and the work that you've done here is important so I I have nothing but gratitude for you and and appreciate the time that you've served as mayor and Wish you well, and uh, don't go anywhere because you still have some more time left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'll be here. You know, Glens Falls is important to me, and, you know, I grew up, you know, just across the border in the town of Queensbury, but when we moved back here, we moved back into Glens Falls, and my, my wife is a Glens Falls girl, and she, um, her grandfather was the chief of police in Glens Falls back in the 1930s and 40s. And wow. uh, Yeah, he, and he was a... Um, during the time during the war, he actually became an FBI agent because they needed FBI agents. And so he became that. So, you know, he was on the 1918 football team, you know, and so I often talk about, um, you know, my kids were on the Glens Falls football team, but their grandfather, great grandfather was on the team. You know, there's a hundred over a hundred years of that. Yeah. So, so we, we have our roots here. Um, you know, my family was renters, but most of the time we rented in Glens Falls. Um, but now, um, you know, I'm here. I'm not going to go anywhere. My my uh, sons have bought. Well, my one son has bought a house here. My gra grandson uh, was born, and uh, so you know, Glens Falls is important to us. So you know, I will tell the new mayor that you know I'm here for him, and if he needs any, you know, just like Ed Bartholomew, if you need any kind right. of history, I can help you out. So I appreciate that. Yeah. That's that's fantastic. Yeah. Well, thank you for sitting down with me. And uh, thank you to our listeners for joining us and uh, listening to our conversation this morning with uh, Mayor Dan Hall. And uh, I invite you to join us again next time where we'll meet just off Glen. Right, great. Well, thank you very much, Christy. Thanks for listening. This podcast was recorded at WorkSmart Coworking and Meeting Space in downtown Glens Falls and produced by Black Mountain Visuals. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. Join us again next time. We'll meet just off Glen.